Do you want victory? You can have it in Christ Jesus. Time once again for Abiding in Christ with Jim Wood. You have to step back, evaluate the various positions in light of Scripture, and then re-engage with a godly perspective. Pastor Wood is the founder of Wears Valley Ranch, a Christian home and school for kids from crisis family situations. Jesus said, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. You can contact the program by calling 866-41-ABIDE or by visiting us on the web at wvr.org. And now, without further delay, here's your host, Jim Wood. We're continuing our study in the book of Deuteronomy, and we're in chapter 11. Deuteronomy chapter 11. This is God's Word. Therefore, love the Lord your God, and always keep his mandate and his statutes, ordinances, and commands. Understand today that it is not your children who experienced or saw the discipline of the Lord your God, his greatness, strong hand, and outstretched arm, his signs and the works he did in Egypt to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and all his land, what he did to Egypt's army, its horses and chariots, when he made the water of the Red Sea flow over them as they pursued you, and he destroyed them completely. What he did to you in the wilderness until you reached this place, and what he did to Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab the Reubenite, when in the middle of the whole Israelite camp, the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them, their households, their tents, and every living thing with them. Your own eyes have seen every great work the Lord has done. Keep every command I am giving you today so that you may have the strength to cross into and possess the land that you are to inherit, and so that you may live long in the land the Lord swore to your fathers to give them and their descendants, a land flowing with milk and honey, For the land you are entering to possess is not like the land of Egypt from which you have come, where you sowed your seed and irrigated by hand as in a vegetable garden. But the land you are entering to possess is a land of mountains and valleys watered by rain from the sky. It is a land the Lord your God cares for. He is always watching over it from the beginning to the end of the year. If you carefully obey my commands I'm giving you today to love the Lord your God and worship him with all your heart and all your soul, I will provide rain for your land in the proper time, the autumn and spring rains, and you will harvest your grain, new wine and fresh oil. I will provide grass in your fields for your livestock. You will eat and be satisfied. Be careful that you are not enticed to turn aside, serve, and bow and worship to other gods. Then the Lord's anger will burn against you. He will shut the sky and there will be no rain. The land will not yield its produce and you will perish quickly from the good land the Lord is giving you. Imprint these words of mine on your hearts and minds. Bind them as a sign on your hands and let them be a symbol on your foreheads. Teach them to your children, talking about them when you sit in your house and when you walk along the road. 
when you lie down and when you get up. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your city gates, so that as long as the heavens are above the earth, your days and those of your children may be many in the land the Lord swore to give your fathers. For if you carefully observe every one of these commands I am giving you to follow, to love the Lord your God, walk in all his ways, and remain faithful to him, the Lord will drive out all these nations before you, and you will drive out nations greater and stronger than you are. Every place the sole of your foot treads will be yours. Your territory will extend from the wilderness to Lebanon and from the Euphrates River to the Mediterranean Sea. No one will be able to stand against you. The Lord your God will put fear and dread of you in all the land where you set foot as he has promised you. Look, today I set before you a blessing and a curse. There will be a blessing if you obey the commands of the Lord your God I'm giving you today, and a curse if you do not obey the commands of the Lord your God, and you turn aside from the path I command you today by following other gods you have not known. When the Lord your God brings you into the land you are entering to possess, you are to proclaim the blessing at Mount Gerizim and the curse at Mount Ebal. Aren't these mountains across the Jordan, beyond the western road in the land of the Canaanites who live in the Arabah opposite Gilgal, near the oaks of Moreh? For you are about to cross the Jordan to enter and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you. When you possess it and settle it, be careful to follow all the statutes and ordinances I set before you today. May God add his blessing to this reading from his holy and inspired word. Ten years ago, a young man who, according to the articles I read, young man was from South Carolina, was with a church group visiting Six Flags over Georgia. What could be more fun? And he lost his cap on one of the rides. So he decided he would retrieve it. But in order to get to where the cap had landed, he would have to go into an area that was protected by two layers of security fence. And on the fence, there were signs warning, danger, keep out, no trespassing. Do not enter. He ignored the signs, scaled both fences, and literally lost his head. Tragic. And yet that young boy's foolishness is a picture of how many people who have been given the truth of God's word, waste their lives. Danger. No trespassing. Do not enter. Well, that doesn't mean me. Well, I can get away with it. Well, I'm just going to be in there for a minute. 
Why do parents tell their children, don't play in the street? Because they're mean. They never want their children to have fun. Is that it? No, it's because we love our kids. We love our kids, and so we say to them, don't play in the street. Why do parents tell their child, don't touch that, it's hot? Because it's hot. Why does God say, behold, I set before you life and death? Choose life. The creator of the universe knows how things work. And so he's not a killjoy when he says, do this, don't do this. That is not cruelty, it is not unreasonableness, it is not pettiness, it is love. God gave his people his word. And he said, this will bring you life. This will give you joy. This is the way of peace. Here's how you're to treat each other. And he said, this will destroy you. If you do these things, you're going to make a mess. As much as my parents did the right thing, and they were not perfect, but as much as they did the right thing, and as much as I knew that they loved me, and as much as I knew that they were smart, I still had a perverse, inherited, Adamic nature that caused me to feel like somehow the rules didn't quite apply literally to me. Okay? Whether it was an eclipse or a sunset, because my parents loved me, they said, don't stare at the sun. You'll end up with cataracts like Mr. Nielsen. Well, cataracts, I mean, that's it's like... You know, when you're less than three feet tall, a guy who's over six feet and has graying hair, you're just not worried about ending up like him because that's, that's a lifetime away. I am now older than Mr. Nielsen was when my father said that. And I remember thinking, Okay, I'm not supposed to look directly at it, but I guess that means not for very long, because that is really cool. Why did I do that? Because even though I was told by someone I loved and in many ways trusted, don't do that, I thought, well, I can. Okay, now, why am I telling you these stories? Because God is telling some stories to his people about things they've seen and experienced, and he's saying, did you learn anything? And he says, I want you to remember what happened to Pharaoh's army. Okay? When I delivered you, it worked out really well for you, but not so much for Pharaoh's army. Okay? Why? Because... I sent the waters of the Red Sea crashing over them, and they 
we're all destroyed. Yeah, that was really cool. Well, not if you were one of them. Okay? But God says, I don't want you to end up like those people. I'm telling you to remember what happened so that you will take seriously my commands. Well, why do we have to have commands? You know? I mean, why can't we just do what we want to do? What would you say if your child asked you that? I know what I would probably say, and may well have said on more than one occasion, and that is because what you want to do is stupid. Okay? Let me tell you, life doesn't work without boundaries. Relationships don't work without boundaries. Societies don't work without boundaries. You have to have boundaries. And God says, look, I'm not telling you every little move you have to make, but I am telling you, do this, don't do this. And it all starts, as we've said before, it's reiterated more than once in this chapter, it all starts not with the fear of what might happen, but with the love for God that is based on his love for us. Look again at the beginning of chapter 11. Therefore, love the Lord your God and always keep his mandate, his statutes, ordinances, and commands. Love the Lord. That's why you're to do this. That's why you're to live that way. Well, why would we love the Lord? Because, if you remember the previous chapter, this creator of the universe who needs absolutely nothing has chosen to love us. That's amazing. We love him because he first loved us. The Lord has set his love on us. Therefore, love the Lord your God and always keep his mandate and ordinances. And then he says, you're to remember what he did. Verse 8, keep every command so that you may have the strength to cross into and possess the land you are to inherit. I love the description of this land. It is a land the Lord your God cares for. He's always watching over it from the beginning to the end of the year. In every season, God is looking out for Israel. Why is it that with all the places on earth, all the beautiful places on earth, the Middle East continues to be at the heart of the news? Well, apparently, it is a special place. Well, I think it's the geography. There's something about the Sea of Galilee that is just really... No. no. In, in the next chapter, God talks about when you get in that promised land, you're not to just worship wherever. You're to worship at the place that I'm going to designate. I'm going to designate one place, and that's the place where people are to go and worship. Why? 
I mean, what's the big deal? The answer is because that's where God was going to send his son to die on the cross to save all who trust in him. It's because it didn't just happen long, long ago, far, far away. It happened in Jerusalem. That's where it took place. God intervened and did what only God could do, and that is to bring salvation for all who would believe. Praise be to God. Folks, it's a great privilege for me to be able to come each evening and bring God's Word on these stations. I am so thankful that I have the opportunity to do that. But if you listen regularly, you know that my life day-to-day is involved in trying to minister to kids who come from very difficult situations. I want to ask you to please help us. Contact us at wvr.org and find out how you can be part of the miracle. wvr.org. Please help us. Help these children. To step out of my comfort zone Into the realm of the unknown where Jesus is So, in chapter 11, we're told, Be careful. If you carefully obey my commands I'm giving you today, what's the next phrase? This is verse 13. To love the Lord your God and worship him with all your heart and all your soul. Then I'll do this for you. That's the second time in this chapter that he says it's all rooted in love for God. Be careful, verse 16, that you're not enticed to turn aside, serve, or bow down and worship to other gods. Then the Lord's anger will burn against you. He'll shut the sky, there'll be no rain, the land will not yield its produce, and you'll, be, and you'll perish quickly from the good land the Lord is giving you. It's not because there will be something wrong with the land, it's because it's not about geography as much as it is relationship. Imprint these words of mine on your hearts and minds. Now he's going to say, you know, time assembles on your hand, on your forehead, on the gate, all that stuff, yeah, but, but that's to be a reminder of what's supposed to be happening on the inside. Imprint these words of mine on your hearts and minds. Teach them to your children, talking about them when you sit in the house and when you walk down along the road. What that's saying is, try and get this. The Word of God is supposed to be on our hearts and minds, whether we're at home or someplace else. And whether it is morning or whether it is evening. Doesn't matter what time of day it is, doesn't matter where you are, what you're supposed to be thinking about, talking about, and teaching your kids is what God says. What matters is what God says. It's about what He wants. It's not about what we're used to, comfortable with, fond of, think we'd prefer. Folks, none of us gets everything right. But what is our goal? Is our goal to please him or is our goal to please us? For if you carefully observe, verse 22, if you carefully observe every one of these commands I'm giving you to follow, please note the next phrase, to love the Lord your God. Walk in all his ways and remain faithful to him. The Lord will drive out these nations before you. No one will be able to stand against you, verse 25. The Lord your God will put fear and dread of you in all the land where you set your foot as he's promised you. Three times, three times in this chapter alone, he says at the heart of it, the main thing is to love the Lord. 
That's what it's about. That's what God's looking for. Oh, I wish he didn't have all these rules. Don't focus on the rules. Focus on him. When you're focused on him, then the attitude is, what would you like? Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. May your name be hallowed. It's not about me. It's not about what I want. It's about doing whatever God wants. Whether I am training staff here at the ranch or whether I am doing a seminar on parenting, I teach parents to teach their kids that it's about obedience. Okay? So you say to your child, don't touch this. This is an expensive microphone. Don't touch that. What will my child want to do at the first opportunity? Touch it. Absolutely. That's the perversity of the human heart. Okay? Now we have to punish the child. But when you punish your child, you have to tell them why they're being punished. So you go to punish the child and you say, why am I punishing you? And the child says, because I touched that thing. Because you disobeyed. Because you disobeyed. You see, the issue is not this. This isn't worth as much as the child. And there may come a moment where you need to say to the child, um, would you go carefully get that microphone and bring it to me? I thought I wasn't supposed to touch it. I'm telling you to get the microphone and bring it to me. What's the child learning? Obedience. Obedience. Why does it matter? Well, let's suppose that we're at the park, and all of a sudden, shots start ringing out. Bullets are flying. And I say to my child, get down on the ground. And my child says, why? This could literally be a matter of life and death. God wants his people, his children, to love him and trust him and do what he says. Because even when we don't know what he's up to, he does, and he's training us in order to bless us and save our lives. So, when God says that we're to do this, it is because he loves us and we're supposed to love him. And I want you to notice at the very end of the chapter, he says, you are about to cross the Jordan to enter and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you. When you possess it and settle in it, be careful. Do you understand that that is a beautiful promise? What is God saying? It's going to take miracles. In fact, it's going to take a miracle just to get across the river. But God is saying there are nations that are bigger and stronger and they won't be able to stand against you. I'm giving this to you. And I'm doing it because I love you and I've chosen to do it. I've chosen to bless you. I've chosen to give you what you couldn't earn or deserve. But now, 
as you go in and receive what I am giving you, follow instructions, do what I say, remember, I love you. And the reason I'm telling you to do this is because I love you. But if you think, well, because you love me, I ought to be able to do whatever I want, you're acting very childish. You need to trust his wisdom. You need to trust his love. You need to do what he says. You've been listening to Abiding in Christ. If you have questions that you'd like for us to tackle on the program or comments that you want to make, I want to invite our listeners to call 866-41-ABIDE. That's our toll-free number, 866-41-ABIDE. Or contact us on the web at wvr.org.